Welcome to Ride the Vine Podcast. My name is Jack Siskin. Bit of a change of plans today. My co-host John John Ledecky had a personal matter to attend to. So this first interview will just be me and Tyler Rolston. Uh, apologies for that. He'll be back later in the show. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this first interview with Tyler Rolston. Hey, Tyler. Thanks for uh, taking the time out of your schedule to uh, talk to me uh, for the All-Star Game. Uh, actually, not no, this one isn't for the All-Star Game. I'm sorry. You and Hewitt switched, so I was going through my notes backwards. I'm sorry about that. Oof. You still there? Sorry. Yep, I'm here. Sorry about that. But, uh, anywho, you know, we're, we're going to work our way up to the um, uh, shampoo and conditioning routine that Miranda's so jealous of. But uh, let's just start off for uh, with a simple one. Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Uh, Newport, Pennsylvania, a small town. Newport, Pennsylvania, small town. That's what I I thought that was what it was. I just, sorry. I got no. uh, caught up for a second in my notes again. But uh, what made you get into hockey? Um, well, I had no idea, like, even what it was. Um, both my parents, like, never played. No one in my family ever played. It was um, for my fifth birthday. Uh, my dad got me tickets to a Hershey Bears game for in the uh, AHL. I went. Next day, I woke up, told him I wanted to play hockey, and then here I am. All right. I, I mean, that, that that's definitely cool. Um, mm-hmm. I played not at the level you did, obviously, but uh, I, I, I didn't have anybody growing up who played either, so I can relate to that. Yeah. Um, who has been your uh, like biggest supporter, like most important coach, like on your journey through uh? Hockey, I guess. Um, I want to say both my parents. Um, definitely both my parents. My mom was always there for, like, the support and stuff. And, you know, she always hooked me up with the things I wanted to do, like extra lessons or, you know, the latest gear. And then my dad was always there, you know, like always pushing me to make sure I didn't, like, take a day off and, um just like go out and do the best I can. All right. That makes sense to me for sure. And then, you know, uh, you're, I know this is your last season with the team. Uh, what, what, what's next for, uh, you and hockey and, uh, what are you going to miss about Long Island? Uh, so I'm going to go on to play college hockey. Uh, I haven't decided where yet. Uh, that's in the makes, but, uh, I'm definitely going to miss Long Island. Um, a lot of good memories here. Um, I'm probably not going to miss the traffic, though. <laughs> That's yeah. fair. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Oh, no, you're all right. Um, yeah, I'm going to miss the house and um, just uh, seeing, like, this group of guys every day here out on the island. Yeah, that's definitely a big one, you know. Uh, you guys are really close as a group, which is great to see. And... Uh, since they're so close, they uh, you might have heard, because we used it as a teaser for our very delayed first episode, about the, uh, and I quote, dog wash that, and I quote, makes his hair so shiny. <laughs> Do you want to dive into that a little bit? Because um, we're all a little bit curious about that. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Um, so it's not dog wash. Um, Broad and Smitty, they'd love to say that. Just I feel like they're just jealous of my hair. <laughs> theirs to be honest um no it is 
it is a nice shampoo that I use. It's like, you can't buy it in a store. It's from a salon. Um, and I take the label off and put it in a clear bottle. That way they have no idea what it is. <laughs> I was told that Miranda knows the name, but you won't say it um, uh, on the podcast. Mess with them. Is that correct? That's correct. I, I honestly really appreciate that. I'm not going to lie. I was also told to ask. This is uh, direct for Miranda. Okay. Um, she wanted me to ask what uh, Smitty and Broad's habits are with their, and I quote here, beauty routines. I'm assuming that's how it was described to her. <laughs> okay, yeah. So um, uh, Cam Smith, Smitty, um, after he gets out of the shower, uh, he puts on, I don't know, I want to say anywhere from three to maybe five different types of, like, face moisturizer. <laughs> to me, I think, you know, if you're going to do it, I think one's good. But he has a whole bunch of different bottles that he uses on his face. Um, and then uh, for Broad, Broad honestly doesn't have any beauty routines. He gets in, takes maybe a 30-second shower. I'm not even sure if he has enough time to put soap on his body, and he's <laughs> shower. All right, Tyler, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to do this. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. All right. Talk to you. And that was Tyler Wilson up next. He's an NCDC All-Star. He's committed to St. Lawrence University. It's the one and only Cameron Smith. All right. On today's episode of the Ride the Pine podcast, we have the one and only Cameron Smith, the D1 goalie commit for the NCDC team. How you doing today, Cam? Doing pretty good. How are you? Can I call you Cam? I am. Cam's All right. Good. That's what I thought. Just wanted to make sure. So you guys are coming off a shutout win against the Hitmen. I say you guys, but, you know, it was you who had the shutout. How does it feel knowing you got a chance to dethrone the reigning USPHL champions right now? Uh, it feels feels really good. Um, I think being here last year, uh, it's always been a good matchup against them. And it's always been a tough game, so it's always good to get a win. Against Hitman, a shutout just feels even better. So um, feels really good, and I think going into playoffs, it's a big momentum booster for our team. So uh, yeah, all good. Yeah, it definitely is a big momentum builder. Obviously, last year you were in a tandem with uh, Harrison Chesney. Talk about that relationship, how it helped you develop as a goalie. Um, Chesney's a great kid. Um, playing with him last year, uh, we kind of bounced off each other. Like we'd go through. I'd go through like 10 games playing in a row, and then he'd go through like five or six, and we just kind of bounce off competing against each other. So All right. I think him being a good kid off the ice really helped a healthy competition on the ice, so I think it translated to overall team success, which was great to see last year. Yeah, and I mean, you, you had a very good uh, debut season for the NCDC team last year, and you got a few games in with the Gamblers, yeah. so you have that USHL resume on your HockeyDB page. Talk about how playing a few games for them kind of helped you develop. Yeah, uh, I think it was awesome. Um, it was towards the end of last season, so uh, something I wasn't really expecting, but I was very grateful to get the opportunity for it. Um, I think just moving out to Wisconsin and living with a Billet family and joining a new team was just um, a great experience just to kind of grow not only my goalie skills, but off the ice, just learn a lot as a person. Um, and playing in games is surreal, like playing in front of thousands of fans um, that are very passionate about the team. It's just not too much going on in Wisconsin, but I think it was great for my overall development on and off the ice. That's fair. I mean, you know, uh, and this is kind of building off my last question here, but 
What do you think has improved the most about your game over the past season or so as you get ready to go to college? Um, I think being a leader this year has, again, helped me off the ice more than it's helped me on the ice. But I think kind of gaining that confidence, not only with my team, but with myself to be a bigger person has really helped my game and growing confidence on the ice, which has translated this season and game so far. Um, you know, the one thing I would say is that you are wearing the C as a tender. Miranda thought you would get chirped for that. I didn't think that was going to be relevant. Yeah. Are you getting chirped for it? I thought there was a story behind that one. I mean, it's kind of hard to chirp someone wearing the C, I feel like. So they try, but I just give it back and feel like yeah. I always get the one up on them. Yeah, I, I figured they were just setting you up for one-liners, but I wanted to check. Yeah. And, you know, obviously last year's cap, I believe, is Spencer Corona. Yeah. How do you uh, – how does your leadership style maybe differ compared to his – um, I think being a goalie is a little different. I feel like in games, I'm very passionate. Like I go, go through spurts of a little bit of passion, I feel like. But I think just kind of staying in my zone, but also talking with teammates in between periods, get them fired up and yeah. moving on from little things that they think they might have um, done wrong that period. I think it's been healthy like in spurts. So um, Corona was a great captain last year. He helped me a lot last year, just kind of navigating through my first year junior. So. Um, I try and follow that every day. Yeah, obviously, uh, this is going to be your second time getting back to the All-Star game. We were originally targeting the February 12th release date because that's when the USPHL told us it would be released. <laughs> yeah. They lied to us. That's that's on them. I'm fully willing to blame, blame the Dan K show for that. But, uh, you know, uh, and, and I'm joking, of course. They're, they're great guys. But uh, how does it feel to be an All-Star two game, two years running, rather? And you're, you're going with a few of your teammates, so that's yeah. got to be pretty good. Um, it was a lot of fun last year. Um, being a goalie, I only get to play in one period, so it's a little stressful, like yeah. playing in front of the best guys in the league and in front of so many coaches. But um, it's fun being there with your teammates and Mark Cousin to be there. So I think it's it's really exciting. Yeah, he's behind the bench for the uh, South team as an assistant. You guys going into the All Star break, you guys are ranked second still. Mm -hmm. I I you know I always uh, get mixed up with that just because I feel like there has to have been one year in the past like five or six where the, the rankings changed before the all-star game and like the second place coach ended up coaching it but uh i guess that's just how it goes uh so i just wanted to double check that we can edit that out later but uh now, now on to the, the really important question and, and it's something uh, we've been getting a lot of feedback about mainly from rolston but uh allegedly and this allegedly. is all allegedly you use five different moisturizers and again you're not Ty Broad. You're not getting accused of not using soap and like shampoo. That's worse. Mm -hmm. I don't even want to think about the other things you could be missing in there. That's that's a bit uh, <laughs> nasty and all. But uh, is it true you're using five moisturizers? I gotta ask. It is not true, but I do moisturize, so I, I'll take a little blame on that. But is, I don't. I, I feel like it helps me in the long run, especially in these cold winter, cold winter times. But I would have said with the helmet, honestly. Yeah. The helmet's, the helmet's worse for that. That was pretty greasy, so after after practice, take a shower, and then a little bit of moisturizer has never hurt anybody. You know, Miranda, so. Miranda's laughing at that. Do you know how bad it is wearing a hockey helmet it's when bad. you're, like, 14? You're in the most awkward stage of your life, and then you're just like, let's add a few more pimples all the way around there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, then you got to put on the next day, so it's just, like, still sweaty oh, and gross. Yeah, yeah no. It's rough. Is, is, is it a multi-step plan, though? Because I'm trying to see how we got the confusion here. I'm kind of curious. I wouldn't say it's a multi-step plan, but I'd say it's a pretty consistent All right. plan, which I'm, I'm proud of, so I'm not uh, going to hide it. But it uh, is true that Broad does not shower, and Broly 
Maybe showers are too much. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, showers too much. Put that on the scouting report. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I heard he was dating someone, but, you know, uh, don't want to get too deep into that. No. Miranda, Miranda looks lost. That takes a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think she's slowly coming around to it. All right, so last question. You're one of two D1 commits, the two being the other one. Uh, w- w- walk me through uh, how you think you got to this point, what advice you'd have for your teammates who want to go up. Because we talked to Jack Hewitt. I asked him if he wanted to play in Canada or the U.S. The indignation coming from Jack Hewitt, he's like, oh, my God, I want to play high-level D1 college in the United States. I'm like, well, his numbers look like he can. He definitely looks like he can when he play. What, what would your advice be to someone like him? Um, I mean, I think everyone's path is different, so I feel like it's hard to compare yourself to other players. I feel like that takes a lot of stress on people, and it took a lot of stress out of me last year. That's fair. Um, but I think my advice is just kind of believe in yourself. Like I always knew, like, growing up that um, I was a great goalie, and I think just believing that and not comparing yourself to other people is very important. So just kind of believing in yourself, sticking with coming in day in and day out. It's, it's all you can really do, and just prove yourself when it comes to game time. Yeah, you definitely get to that level of hockey where it's just like you need that unearned confidence to succeed. I mean, you're the latest in a string of goalies who went D1. I mean, if we're going back to Bram, if we're going back to Bussy, um, the guy in the middle was, I think, Aureli- Aureliano. I'm trying to make sure I have the pronunciation right. When I, what'd you say? Ches, Chesney you mentioned already, so I didn't want to repeat Thomas myself. Gale, Gale, Gale is the one I was thinking of. <laughs> Well, I mean, hey, I mean, Bussy's the starter for Providence. So that's the one I'm going to lead with, all right? Yeah, he's a great goalie. Oh, yeah. Imagine if someone like the Islanders or Rangers wanted to sign a six foot four kid from Sound Beach. That would have been crazy. <laughs> Who would think about that? I mean, a six foot two kid doesn't sound bad either. Six foot two. Well, hey, I mean, I like the self promotion there. Some of that um, uh, confidence I was talking about. All right, Smitty, thank you so much for doing this. Good luck with your game today. Thanks. And uh, we'll talk down the road, probably Duck Donuts, but Sounds we'll good. see. Next up, we got Jack Hewitt on the podcast here to talk about his adjustment to the NCDC level and his experience coming from the Ontario Junior Hockey League. So today we got Jack Hewitt. Um, you know, first up, uh, I, I gotta ask you: you're you're from Toronto, right, or Greater Toronto area? Yeah, Toronto. So, so, so this is your first year in the United States. What has been the biggest adjustment for you playing juniors here? Um, well, probably just uh, living by myself like has been a pretty big change. I've um, this is my first year, uh, not just in a different country, but just living at home or away from home. Sorry. So. No, you're all good. Um, yeah, I would say that, and also being out of school. Like last year, I did. Uh, some part-time university and stuff. So um, once you get home from the rink, you got to find some stuff to do to occupy your time when you're just, um, yeah, you, you can spend a lot of time just watching TV and stuff. So <laughs> no, find no. Some, some good things to do, productive, yeah. be productive. Yeah, that, that, uh, that, that, that reminds me a lot of uh, the COVID year for school for me. And especially like post COVID, there's not as much to do. I feel like around here, but uh you know, j- jumping right into the big questions here, you know, who has the better snacks, the U.S. or Canada? Obviously, <laughs> a team that's obsessed with fruit snacks. Um, uh, Honestly, like, a lot of the snacks are pretty similar. A lot of the same brands and stuff. 
Um, well, I don't know, I, fast food. There's only one. There's only one Chick Fil A in Toronto. So oh, I made a couple a couple stops there. Um, I, I think you mentioned it on the the previous podcast. The donut place um, where we go every week has yeah. been pretty good. I I haven't been to any any fresh donut places in Toronto. So um, yeah, trying some new stuff out, but most of the brands and stuff are pretty similar, like getting points and that type of thing. Just focus on uh, playing the right way. And so far that's worked and the points have come. So. Yeah. Well, obviously you spent last year with the uh, North York Rangers and the OJHL. So it's not like you have success there. You had like 14 points and 48 games. Anywho, so you spent a year there. You, you came over here. Like, how how would you compare the two leagues? Because obviously you're putting up more points here, but I wasn't sure if you thought it was maybe like more of an age thing, you know, an experience thing. Um. Well, yeah. So when I was 17, I was a call up. Uh, wait, no. When I was 16, I I was a call up for a junior A team. In uh, Toronto Lakeshore Patriots. Yeah, yeah. So I like kind of the same thing as the guys here who like play on the U18 team and then come to our practices and stuff. And some of them have played a couple games also. Yeah, Um, I was trying to figure out what your age would have been in your first season. So you were 18 in your first season, right? uh, Yeah, well, then like we had the COVID year that I was with the North York Rangers in the OJ, but we didn't play at all. We just practiced. Um, so like that was sort of my first, first year, but, um, and then, yeah, last season I was 18 and that was my first real season of actual games. So it was pretty frustrating. Um, like I think Toronto and Canada in general was a lot stricter with, uh, the COVID regulations and stuff to have no season. We kind of got put, put a year behind, but, um, yeah, uh, getting back to your question, I would say that um, s- since last year is my first year of junior, I had to, um, like, I really had to earn, it took me a while to earn my spot um, in the lineup and all right. get, get a lot more opportunity. So I did work my way up all year and stuff and just uh, kept focusing on getting better. But I think this year... Um, like I said, obviously it was a new team and I still had to, to, to earn my, my spot on the team, but I really came in with the goal of being one of the top guys though. So. All right. All right. That kind of clears some stuff up. Cause like, you know, you, you look at your OJHL stats and obviously that's a great league. Uh, I wouldn't really know how to characterize it compared to this one, or I wouldn't really want to want to compare across leagues. I always feel like that gets a little bit, uh. That's a bit of a pain, to be honest. But, uh, you know, so you had 14 points in 48 games. I'm assuming, like, maybe, like, 10 of them came in the second half of the season, though. Uh, yeah, I think I probably didn't have, like, a single point for my first, um, like, 20 games or something. Yeah, that, um, cause I was going to say. I also, like, I wasn't really – we had a uh, pretty offensive I – was, I was probably in a bit more of a defensive role. Like um, one of my, the D on my team was drafted third round to the NHL. Um, so, Which we one was had, that? Uh, sorry. Which one was that? 
his name is Grass. Um, yeah. Grass, sorry, I, I completely butchered his name there. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, so um, not not as much opportunity and stuff on the power play in terms of points and everything, but it was still uh, a, a good year to, to develop and everything. And um, yeah, things have, things have worked out. Um, it's also just, yeah, the league is, I'd say it's pretty similar level. The, uh, the NCDC is, I think, a bit faster, but maybe a bit less structured is how I would quickly compare the two. That, that's a good way to put it. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't really know um uh, how to, I, I didn't want to like, you know, I, we, we're, we're realistic with what, with what our expectations for this podcast were, but I didn't want like 50, uh, like diehard Toronto uh, Maple Leafs and junior hockey fans to start sent like trolling us on Instagram because I compared the OJ and HL and the um, NCDC division. So that's kind of yeah, what yeah. But honestly, uh, yes, and you know, um, obviously there's that. The one. So, so another question I want to ask is, you know, you talked about it being less structured here. Is that like uh one of the bigger differences between hockey in Canada, and the United States structure or? Um, I don't, I don't know if it's, uh, like all of Canada versus all of the U.S., but I just think that, um, like I've noticed a lot of the guys here are faster, so it's kind of just a different, um, strategy for some of the teams in terms of, like, playing a more fast-paced, like, fast-paced game, um, and part of that makes it more difficult to to um, have the same kind of structure that I felt like my team last year played with. So it was a bit of an adjustment um, at the start of the season, but I think um, our team has done a really good job of like figuring out uh, the systems that we want to play with. Um, So it's not like we don't have systems here or anything. They're just kind of a different style than um, I played last year. Is, is it like more running gun you would say or something like that? Um I know you yeah, don't say a, bit, you say a bit a bit more um like we wanna have guys cutting across the ice, chipping the puck to them, like just uh playing north south fast hockey. Do you think if, if you play college hockey, you're gonna do it stateside or are you gonna go back to Canada and play in um uh you know, the Canadian college hockey? Um, I, I'd like to play in the U S that was, um, a big reason for me to come here was, um, just the increase in exposure to, uh, U S university. So especially, um, like obviously my goal is to play division one. So, um, yeah, I, I, that, that's my goal is to play at a top U S university. All right. So that. So that kind of makes sense to me. So, you know, I mean, that that definitely checks out, to be honest. Um, Apologies for the rookie question. I will edit that out. I'm sorry about that. Outside of that, I'm trying to see what else we got to get through here. Here, You know, you you are playing stateside, though, and I got to ask, because I think every every American, obviously, every every American knows that, obviously, Canada is the – and maybe even Toronto specifically is the hockey capital of the world. So, like – how would you compare like level 
even if you're getting exposed to American teams, like how would you compare the level of exposure for an OJHL game to an NCDC game? Because you, you would think that the OJHL would get at least slightly more exposure at the very least. Um, I mean, I think it was also just different because of last year having the kind of still COVID restrictions. Yeah. Coaches were able to always make it up in person as often, but, um, so that would be one thing that, um, was maybe different last year, but I think that the, like, I found the OJ, it's it's tough it's tough to always get looked at unless you have coaches specifically coming to watch you um if that makes sense like maybe they're not always they're just there to watch one specific person like we had NHL scouts at our games last year to watch a couple guys on, on my team or the other teams but i mean unless you score like 10 goals that game i don't know if uh NHL scouts are really watching anybody but um, those guys, if that makes sense. So no, that makes perfect sense. I felt like here, um, I'm kind of benefiting from the fact that, um, like, for example, Coach Marku and Coach Frank both played Division One hockey, so they also have great connections, and um, like that's their one of their main goals is to help people develop and move them on um, instead of um, sometimes there can just be a focus on just winning. So um, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So uh, what, what made you end up at PAL? Like how how was this the uh, team that that you ended up with? Did you look at the null? Did you look at other NCDC teams? How'd that process play out for you? Um. Basically, well, during that, I think, 2020, I came down to Connecticut for a month to train because I basically, like, couldn't leave my house in Toronto. Um, The restrictions were so strict. So I I came to Connecticut for a month, and the skills coach I was working with there um, highly recommended the the NCDC um, and specifically PAL. Um, saying that he knew it was a great program. And then um, I also just uh, had heard from my advisor um, who knows Marku that um, it was a great program and um, moves people on to Division One. So that's sort of just how it happened. Um, and so far, I think it's been a pretty good decision. So all right. Well, it's it's been great talking to you. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to do that. Uh, wishing you all the best as you head into the All Star Game and uh, just just in your in, in your career moving forward as well. I really I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I promised he would be back, and he is. Up next, me and John John interview Luca Layton, the captain, alongside the Slovak phenom Batush Hadashovsky. You don't want to miss it. So, Luca, first off, it, it's great to have you. I know John John's thrilled. He he can barely contain himself. You know, <laughs> you you can hear how loud he is over the uh, mic. How are we doing today, boys? What's Good. up, John John? How you doing? Hi, how are you? 
All right. So we're, we're, we're going to kick this off. You know what? Obviously, you're taking over as captain for Spencer Corona. How was how it stepping into that role? Because this is a kid who had 147 career points in four years with the Junior Islanders. I mean, uh, it feels great. Just be, uh, like this year, our team is very well. So it's like it makes my job easy as captain. I don't really have a lot of problems with the team. And uh, I mean, last year, like spent, like I learned a lot from Spence last year. I played with him. So uh, you're currently at, at uh, 88 points in two seasons. How does it feel knowing that you could break that ceiling? I mean, uh, yeah, it feels good. But uh, a lot of the points I got last year just are from Spence. So I got to give him an assist on that. Like, I think most of them, most of my goals were just were literally all Spence. And just he helped me a lot with that. So I just give props to him. And, and, and you're going to the All-Star game this year. Uh, how, how are you feeling about that? Uh, I mean, All-Star game is always fun. Last year we went, it just it feels good, especially going with, like, guys we know, like Matus, Smitty. Um, uh, I think Colson and Beeks are going to in the Young Guns game. So yeah, it'll be, uh, yeah, it's always fun traveling with the boys going up there and just playing with a bunch of guys that you don't, don't normally play with. Just like seeing all the guys in the other team. So it's always fun. All right. So on to the important stuff, John, John, I know this was very important for you to find out. Oh yeah. So, uh, we were wanting to know, uh, what name did you use at Duck Donuts this week? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, I gotta, I gotta actually, yeah, I gotta think. I don't know what I used last week. I know the classic name that I always go by is Slug. That's just what I'm known for. But, uh, pretty good, pretty good pick. Yeah, I think it was, uh, I think I was Michelle Obama last week. <laughs> oh my God. That's great, that's great. Oh my God. I know, well, I, I know with some of my buddies, he was like, Shane, oh, uh, this, this is a shout out to, to Jeb D. Uh, he his his classic name is Treaty of Versailles. Oh, oh. oh okay. So we're just so this is a lot of history geeks then. There's like like we usually go in segments. Like Skaggs was the Dust Bowl of like 1932. Like every <laughs> week we come in with like themes. Were there any other oh. first ladies in there? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I got, Michelle Obama was in the was in like the events theme, like with the Treaty of Versailles and the. The oh, there's but like views the there actually. It's 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 I don't know it's 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 uh, <laughs> I can't really explain it. But the week Just before, the, like the week before, for example, like the week before, like I was Wood, Shane was Mulch Muncher, Skaggs is Mulch Muncher too, and just like it's it's a process. Yeah, I was gonna say, how long does it take for me, uh, for you guys to make up these names? Usually. <laughs> But we kind of figure it out while we're eating those, and then we just kind of go over and just, just whatever whatever pops up. Just go with the flow. I think you spoke over I, the man. I did speak over the man. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that last yeah. time? Oh, I'm sorry. We just kind of just uh, we kind of just make up the names in the spot. Yeah. Just, uh, just go with the flow and just, yeah. Just, You're all good. I'll get a spray bottle for when he interrupts you in the future in between segments. Hey, we're, we're, I'm new at this. New at this. So yeah. am I. We've done the same number of episodes. We've done the exact same. Nah, you're more experienced, bro. I mean, in terms of the fact, but my old age, yes, I'm, I, I'm, I'm 22 years old. I'm a pretty old guy at this point. But, but either way, we're, we're, we're digressing a lot here. Oh yeah. You know, 
Obviously, Matouche was at the All-Star game last year with you guys. I believe you guys acquired him right before the trade deadline. Schmidt, was there. Yeah. And obviously, uh, you, you, have, you have Huey coming in this year, too. How does it feel? Because I think you guys are coming in with the most All-Stars of any team in the NCDC division total. Oh, well, I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know that stat, but I just, I mean, like, so it's fun. I mean, hopefully, uh, hopefully Matus could be on my team so I can just play with him. Hopefully we're on the same team. Well, you guys are sitting in second right now. If you, if you, if you finished first, I believe you would have been coaching. You would have had Marku coaching the All-Stars. Oh, Mark, who is going, actually? Yeah, he's the assistant coach for the South team. Oh, the fact yeah. that a team oh. from New York is in the South division is kind of uh, wild, to be honest. Oh, is that how they're doing it this year? I think they're doing it by division, yeah, because Mark, who is the oh. South division assistant coach? So you guys should all be on the same team. Have they oh, done drafts in the past? Everyone. That's good to know. That's good. Have they done drafts in the past or something like that? Is that why you'd end up on different well, teams? Well, last year, kind of like uh, me and Smitty were on one team, and uh, the kid Tyler Christ and Spencer Corona were on the other team. So oh. we were split up last year, but I don't know if they're doing it this year, doing it differently this year, or the same as last year. But if they do it that way, I think that makes more sense. Yeah, I mean, it would make way more sense to have all the guys on the same team, yeah. on the same All-Star team. I mean, this isn't the NHL. You didn't trade Bo <laughs> Horvat before the trade deadline. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, Luca, we appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your day to do this. We appreciate you sticking around for the next segment. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, I'll, I'll stick around for Matus. Oh, yeah. I, I figured as much. So, up next, we got Matus. We're going to go with his last name. We're going to try and get it. Matus Matushovsky. Matus. You, you're coming from. Uh, Slovakia. I'm not going to even try and pronounce your hometown's name, but uh, what was your biggest adjustment coming from Europe, speaking a different language, playing on Olympic ice, and then coming over to North America, where it's a smaller rink, and obviously you're now you now have to speak English. Mm, I mean, I started in U16, where it wasn't like a big difference. It was pretty much all skill. But once I got older and I came to the NCDCS, as like into the into the junior hockey. Coaches like asked me to play more physical, so definitely that like the game is like uh, more physical than it is in Europe. And yeah, the the size of the ice it's not really for me. I like to have like a lot of space for myself, which here is harder to do. But you know, like by the time uh, by the time I got older and I've been here for like this is my third year in the USA, you just get used to it and you gotta like. Yeah, you gotta like do what you gotta do, you know. Like you gotta do what uh, coach asks you to do if you wanna play. So I really just got used to it, and now it's fine. But I still prefer the Olympic sized ice in Europe. <laughs> John, John, I know you're following me up. Oh yeah, I had a question here. Uh, you you were originally tendered to play for the uh, New Jersey Hitmen. Um, how is the uh, the team experience compared to PAL? John, John, I know you're following me up. Oh yeah, I had a question here. Uh, you you were originally tendered to play for the uh, New Jersey Hitmen. Um, how is the uh, the team experience compared to PAL? Actually, can we do this again? Because I wasn't uh, tendered to New Jersey Hitmen, but to Twin City originally. Oh, oh. Like, okay, sorry. No, we, to be, to, we, we were fed know. faulty information by Miranda. Yeah, yeah we, we. My uh, apologies. Yeah, this is the information. I'm willing to throw her right under the bus, though. Don't worry. Classic. So, uh, as 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 John John was saying, you were tendered to play 
for Twin City. Sorry about that. How how was the team experience there compared to PAL, and how was it with the Hitmen compared to PAL? Yeah, you know, I actually didn't didn't end up in Twin City in the beginning of the season. I went to try now to North Iowa, where I didn't get as much much space as I want to. So coach decided to uh, to like move me to the NCDC, and I went to the Twin City as they tendered me two years ago, I think. And I mean, experience there, it's a, it's definitely a cold state, I can say. It's freezing up, up in Maine. So that's what I can say that, uh, for sure. But I mean, it's it's the it's same as every other team, you know, like you just like gotta get used to, used to environment, what they have and what you have to work on. Like uh, every, every team has a different coach, different surroundings. So, I mean, it's like every other team, you just gotta get used to it. So it, it wasn't like anything special. Yeah, well, uh, obviously your first season, you, you you bounced around a little bit through three teams, but I do want to take a pause here to ask a very important question. Now, I was told by 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 Luca Layton that uh, when it gets, how should I put this? When it gets very cold, you make a certain noise. Uh, I needed to have the phrasing on that right. I'm sorry about that. No, that, that, was, that, that was a mistake by Luca Lake. No, that was not. It's like a certain voice I do, but like it's 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 got to come like natural, you know? Like I can't do it by forcing it. Yeah. I, so they always, the guys always ask me to do this, but like I never know how, you know, because it's got to come like naturally. Like it's freezing outside. Like, shh. <laughs> no, no. Hold you know, on. No. I, I, let, me, let me have a little story time here. So. All right. The first time this happened, we were on the bus going. I think we were going to. I think we were going to Utica. Utica, by the way, if you want to know. (laughs) And the bathroom of the bus was cold. And he goes in and he goes, "The bathroom is cold." And he makes a noise like this. He goes, and like hissed at us. And then he did it again in the Rockets game, coming off the ice for warmups because it was freezing out there too. So I don't know what that is, but I never did it in Maine though. So. I don't know. Hey, maybe it's just like an allergic reaction to Luca or something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> or, or Tyler Rolston's um, uh, black market uh, shampoo and conditioner. That can rub people the wrong way, I've been told. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Yeah, our team doesn't have money for shampoo and conditioner. So. <laughs> okay, so um, do you think uh, you'll stay in the uh, U.S. long term or go back to Slovakia after your college career? You know, I'm I'm 19 years old right now, and it, everything depends uh, where I want to go in life or what, what I want to do. So I really can't say right now. It also depends on the on my my hockey career, how that how that will go, uh, how I'm gonna do in hockey. But yeah, if I had the opportunity opportunity to stay in the U.S., I would definitely stay in the U.S. So I ask you. I mean, you know, everyone always uh, doesn't know what they want to do right away. It's uh totally find that you didn't answer that because uh i don't even know what i want to do yet so you know everyone kind of has it's it's tough it's a tough decision and uh yeah you know you don't you don't always where you want to go when you're this young just just to clarify here he told me last week he wanted to go to school for broadcasting so that's proof of how he doesn't really know where he wants to go <laughs> so uh you know this is the last question here and I, and I got a feeling this is going to be another one where you're not going to be super thrilled with miranda has me asking you here because we wanted to make sure we got everything. Um, obviously, when you came over, you're coming over from Slovakia. 
Um, how much English did you know, like, before you came over here? Like, uh, was there, like, certain slang you had to pick up, stuff like that? <clears throat> no, that's, that's, a, that's a good question. Actually, I, I, didn't speak, I didn't speak English at all when I came to the U.S. at 16 years old. I hated English in, in, um, in my elementary school. So I actually came here, and I didn't know how to say anything besides, hey, how are you, and this type of stuff. But once I started to get, once I started to go into the international school where I studied pretty much just English for like a couple hours a day, it got better. And after like four months, I would say, four months of studying uh, English at 16, I just like pick it up, just like got to got to know English and learn it the hard way, I would say, you know, like in, uh, in real life. Uh, because like also I was like I was forced to talk to my teammates to my coaches every every day so that made it uh, pretty even easier and also I gotta thank thank I gotta say thank you to my family in Springfield like big shout out for them because they helped me so much to through the first year uh, I had really good um, I had a really good family and really good roommates which like introduced me to all the friends so. Yeah, that that really helped me, but it wasn't it was hard in the beginning. Like you couldn't speak to anyone, but I was lucky. I had a Slovakian guy on my team. At least I could I could speak to him. But yeah, it was hard. But now it's not it's not a problem for me anymore. I'm pretty much fluent. There is a couple couple grammar mistakes in my English, but I think my teammates can understand me very well. And here Luca Layton can probably like confirm that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know. Uh... You phrase that more articulately than uh, me or John John, who are native English speakers, could have. So I wouldn't worry too much about the couple words you think you're missing there. But uh, we we do have one thing because as this is broadcasting, we're get we're getting word that USP the USPHL is making All Star announcements, according to Miranda. She also sent me several things about Ty Rolston's hair products. But we also wanted to ask one thing because we know there's been a bit of a change on the top line with you centering. Luca Layton and obviously uh, Dwight Powell on the right, I believe, is how they've been lining it up. How is it playing center versus wing? I mean, I have played wing my whole life, pretty much, besides the national team. When I was in the national team in Slovakia, I tried center for the first time. And since I'm in PAL, uh, Marku just, like, put me on the center with uh, Luca and Dani. And I think I have like much more space in the in the in the middle. I can retreat the box, and it's it's easier than a it's easier than a than to play a wing on the wall. But it's also harder because you gotta be pretty much everywhere. But yeah, I'm I'm getting used to it. You know, it's it's becoming easier and easier, and especially when you have like a good two line man, line mate, line mates on the wings who can like get the puck out, like Luke and Danny. You know, so it's they they make my job easier. And also these in my line. Well, hey, I mean that that's great to hear. Um, uh, look, we we really appreciate you coming on here and uh, listening to us ask you some dumb questions as we kept going along. Uh, we appreciate uh, you coming on as well, Luca, and we're really glad we could do this. We're hoping so. Uh, you know, once again, thank you so much for your time. And John, John, if you got anything to add? Uh, no, I think that's pretty much it. Thank you guys for coming on. Uh... Yeah, I really loved uh, hearing the Duck Donut names and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah. I actually have to bribe him with more snacks than Miranda has to bribe um, Powell with, believe it or not. 
<laughs> I'm down two hundred dollars in fruit snacks already. It's not maybe easy. maybe we should get Miranda and start bringing us duck donuts to, to get. Well, yeah, we want to do a field trip. If we Miranda, like do a field trip. Are you guys down for that? I'll, I'd love a field trip to duck donuts. To speak over you, I'm, I'm my apologies for that. Oh, you're good. You're good. And uh, good luck the rest of the way. Hopefully, we'll talk to you down the road. Uh, yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Can we hang up? Yeah. <laughs>